Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Thursday. Welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We've got a great show for you today. Two great guests, back-to-back, right after this. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, everybody, welcome back for the commercial break. Earlier this year, I had a great opportunity to talk to Elise Stefanik, and she was excited about the first congressional district in Indiana. Said, this is a bellwether. We've got a rock star candidate. And that is true. She is now outraising the Democrats, putting the Democrats on the defense in Indiana District 1, House District 1. This is a Democrat plus three district, so it has been blue for quite some time. But Jennifer Ruth Green is on the warpath. She is going to win this seat. A lot of people are excited about what's going on there. An amazing story, a combat veteran, an entrepreneur, someone who's done nonprofit work to help at-risk youth, and now running for Congress. And she joins us right now. Jennifer Ruth, what an honor to have you on the show. Oh, John, thank you 
so much. And can I first just say that Chairwoman Stefanik is absolutely amazing. She's a powerhouse, and anybody that gets the chance to engage and interact and be mentored by her is fortunate, and I'm fortunate to be one of those people. Well, she's one of your big fans, and you know, I think she's found something that's so important in this process. You end up winning elections ultimately by the issues, but the beginning of finding the right candidate, a candidate who's got the qualifications and the personality and the value system to be competitive is the first primary is getting the right candidate. And I think Chairwoman Stefanik has done so much to bring the candidate recruitment process to the top of the level. And you're just one of those great examples of a really strong candidate that's going to make a big difference in the fall election. Tell us how things are going in the race. You're way up in the fundraising. It looks like a lot of momentum. Thank you so much. Yes, we we uh, were privileged and excited to outraise our opponent nearly two to one in the second quarter. And as an incumbent, you know, he should be continuing to raise funds aggressively and easily. Um, but I believe this groundswell shows that people are ready for a change. You know, our average donation size was $78. And our numbers that we raising him, they actually were the highest in the Indiana congressional delegation. And that is a function of teamwork. That is a function of people who are excited and ready for something different, who in the middle of a recession will give their last dollar, will give their last $78 in order to help us make change. And so I'm humbled by the investment of time, treasure that the Hoosiers, you know, here in the Northwest Indiana have have placed in me, and uh, our team doesn't take it lightly. We uh, we exercise extreme ownership, and we will work as hard as we can, as long as we can, to make sure that we are good stewards of the investment and trust that Hoosiers place in us. Yeah, it's so important to earn that trust and keep that trust. And you have a very policy-driven, ideas-driven campaign, but you're also really been disciplined in reminding people that your opponent, Congressman Mervin, is actually so tied to Joe Biden and Joe Biden's agenda. We know the Joe Biden agenda is not popular. The polls show that. But you've been able to really relentlessly show the connectivity and the aiding and abetting that these Democratic members in Congress are giving to this agenda. How important has that been to your strategy? Oh, yes, sir. It is. It's top notch. Uh, it, is the, it is the most important piece of our strategy cornerstone, if you will. Because the thing is, you know, Republicans do not have a monopoly on good ideas. And 22 years in the military, continuing to serve, one of the things that I've learned is I like good ideas and I don't care where they come from. And so the exciting part for me is that we can collaborate in this district to move forward, move our country forward, move our district forward, but it is the extremes that are continuing to debilitate the rest of us. And so we have these extreme far left socialist ideals that Congressman Mervan continues to go along with. And so we can't afford, whether it's our pocketbook or whether it's our ideas or whatever it may be, we can't afford to reelect it. And we have extremes on either side that have really loud microphones. But those of us who just want to make sure that we have a country that is better off tomorrow for our grandchildren, those are the principles that we have to continue to press forward with. And Congressman Mervan is so far out of touch. And we're grateful that we have the opportunity to spread the or to, to point the highlight. Um, on on his actions and activities. You signed on the dotted line. You kept your word when you signed up for the Air Force. You did your combat tour. President Biden wants to let an entire generation of students walk away from their obligation on student loans. Your uh, opponent has not been willing to comment on the bailout. How big an issue is the student loan debt forgiveness that Joe Biden is trying to pull off among everyday Americans and the great Americans in Indiana? You know, it's huge, sir. 
Because first of all, we have we look at it from a couple ways. I as a military leader have full troops who have served alongside me and have said, I want to raise my right hand and serve our country because I value our country. I value the opportunity to serve and wear the uniform. But one of the benefits is the opportunity to have education paid for. And so those people who have worked hard and have deployed and have given and been willing to give everything up to and including their life now have this essential slap in the face because to pander for votes. And that's unfair. And then I think also when we look at the fact that Congressman Mervan has voted for $3 trillion in spending in less than two years in office, that's insane. And he never, ever has disagreed with President Biden. Never, ever. And so, in my opinion, we can't expect him to stand up and fight for anything different because he never has. And his expected behavior is that he never will. And so, as a, as a country, as a district, it is important for us to, to remember that fact come election day. We can't fit that rollover, continue to grow, and continue to impact us. It's remarkable to see in other places where they've already tried the far left green agenda, what's happening, right? Germany going to have a, probably a horrific winter this year. I mean, a real dangerous winter in Europe. These green energy policies are being proven elsewhere to be short-sighted, right? Everyone wants to get to cleaner environment, but you can't put the cart before the horse. You've done a really good job taking your world experience as a member of the armed services and reminding people, hey, they've tried this in other places. It failed. Do we want to do that? Is that message resonating with everyday voters? Yes, sir. We see the realities of our future played out in various places. And my heart hurts for those Germans who are going to have to deal with the sacrifices that their country made in trying to clear out their opportunities. And so their over-reliance on Russia and shutting down their plants and now trying to restart them. We see that reality and we see that's our future and people are not happy. They're not satisfied and they just see that trend. You're right, the cart before the horse is the reality. And to be frank, technology supports change. It drives change. And so when we look at the big picture in this, we have a crisis that we have manufactured. You're right, everybody wants to take care of the earth we've been given. Everybody wants to be good stewards. How we do it is, is very impactful, but we cannot bend over backwards, cripple our economy, hurt our people, hurt our businesses for the sake of doing something uh, with great intentions. It's living in a fantasy land, and Congressman Mervain continues to ask Americans to pay for a poor future, and we're not doing it anymore. Yeah, it's really a scary thing about how much debt we're leaving behind for the generations to come. Without any regard, a trillion is the new billion, it seems like, in Washington, and that's why people are crying for change. I want to ask you about something that happened. You have been poignant in your remembrance of the 13 Marines who lost their lives a year ago in Afghanistan in that terrible attack at the airport gate. On the one-year anniversary, when a moment where maybe some solemn remembrance and some salute to the families was probably the prescription this country needed. Joe Biden went riding in his old Corvette with Jay Leno and did a photo op unrelated to the loss, the family, the failure, the legacy of Afghanistan. As someone who served, your thoughts about what opportunity the president may have missed on that one-year anniversary of that terrible day? You know, Hoosiers, we lost Corporal Umberto Sanchez. He was one of the Marines, and he was a Hoosier. And it's a sobering day for us because we see the realities of that situation. We see how it played out on a global stage. We see the portrayal of weakness. We see how it opened the door for Russia to invade Ukraine. 
We see how it opens the door for China to see how we're going to respond in regards to Taiwan. And a weak foreign policy followed by a lack of concern at the executive level is a huge struggle for me. And don't get me wrong. You know, as a country, we should continue to focus on not politicizing this tragedy, but we should really focus on how do we prevent it from happening again. And I don't know that there has been an after action report worthy of publishing, worthy of studying, and worthy of protecting military members in the future from foreign policy that damages us greatly like this. You do some really great work on social media, and I think you have a way of taking complex issues and making them tangible to everyday Americans. And when the bill was passed that gave us 87,000 new IRS agents, I'm not sure what we're going to do with them, but we're getting them. You took a picture of Notre Dame football stadium, the most famous football stadium in college football, touchdown Jesus, everybody knows about it. And you said, listen, there are so many IRS agents, they wouldn't even fit into this massive stadium a really great visual for reminding people just how big the bureaucracy is getting, and we want to beef it up even more. Everyday Americans, they can't be too excited about this IRS plan, can they? Absolutely not. You know, we, we see the statistics that if you make less than $125,000 a year, you are five times more likely to be audited. That's the reality. And these agents, who are, there aren't enough of the one percenters for them to audit. So what is the, the plan? And built into that plan, the Inflation Reduction Act, inappropriately called, is the responsibility for the bill to pay for itself, to find its money, and, and be funded. And part of that is going to be a result of the IRS finding that money. And so I have zero qualms saying that over and over again. I'd rather have 87,000 more Border Patrol agents than I would 87,000 IRS agents. And that's my final stance on that. Yeah, I think a lot of Americans are right alongside you on that one. There was a fun moment on Fox a couple days ago. It's probably about a week ago, a little bit more than a week ago. Morgan Ortegas, who comes on this show often, a great veteran herself, picked you as the pick of the week as one of the big upsets in the fall election. Pretty cool to have a fellow armed services and someone who's already made the jump to politics. What did it feel like when Morgan made that comment? Oh, first of all, Morgan's amazing. So she she she's just a powerhouse in her own right. Definitely respect that she's done and continues country. And so to have her nod uh, of approval is definitely exciting and humbling all at the same time. Yeah, that's pretty amazing to watch. Last question I want to ask you. We've got about 65, 70 days to close the election. You're out there every day with your finger on the pulse of the voters of Indiana. What is the key to closing this election now for Republicans? What messages, what issues do they need to be sure to address, have a solution for before people pull the lever on November 8th? You know, we have boiled it down to three things, gas, groceries, and grandkids. When you get up, you have to choose between gas and groceries. That's the reality. And the government continues to spend your grandkids' money. If you are concerned about those three things, then you will be effective in understanding how to help people have a better America, desire a better America, and hope for a better America. Because America deserves better, and that's what we want to bring. The polls show we're ready for a better America. We're not happy with the last 18 months to two years. Jennifer Ruth, what an honor to have you on. First of all, thank you for your service to your country. It has been a blast to watch you catch fire in this political race, and we can't wait to see what happens on November 8th. We're going to be watching this real closely. Thanks so much, John. It's an honor. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery 
starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As mentioned, lots of big election integrity issues still being worked out across the country from my home state of Virginia all the way out to Wisconsin, where we heard just the other day from Janelle Branch. And right now, there's a really interesting effort to preserve election records from the 2020 election in some of the biggest counties in the state of Virginia. Our next guest is at the forefront of that effort. He is Denny Dougherty, and he is the chairman of the Prince William County, Virginia Republican Party. Denny, great to have you on the show. Thanks for asking me. So right around this time, every election cycle, about 22 months into the election cycle, the normal process for registrars and election officials is to get rid of the records from the prior election because there's a 22-month preservation requirement under the Voting Rights Act. You want Prince William County, one of the biggest and most important and influential counties in Virginia, to hold on to the records. Tell us what you're working on. Uh, well, John, actually, John, we want uh, registrars across Virginia and clerks to court to hold on to those records. Uh, we think there are a lot of unanswered questions about the way in which uh, elections have been handled in Virginia. And we're counting on, we're asking Governor Youngkin to preserve the records of that uh, difficult election so we can learn lessons of it too, so that our elections are le- uh, less subject to the vagaries of, of chance and uh, mischief. Uh, in 2022, 2023, and 2024. Yeah. So having a baseline set of records so that when 2022 happens or 2024 happens, the ability to go back and match what happened and see if there's any differences or any anomalies, it becomes a lot better to have a historical set of records, right? I think it's a a lot easier to, to fix things if you understand where the problems were. And I don't think governor had promised in his election campaign he was going to do an audit of the of the recent election uh you can't do an audit without records yeah great point that's really really important you sent this letter just a couple of days ago about two three days ago any reaction or response yet from the governor governor yunkin uh no reaction yet but i was joined by the chairman of the republican party in print in loudon county and in fairface county uh, we're, we're all concerned that uh, this administration uh, be proactive in correcting some of the, the problems that arose in that and uh, in, in his predecessors, time, where uh, we now we now have uh, a very uh, uh, unpredictable system that doesn't do a very good job of of counting the votes, doesn't do a very good job of keeping people. From voting, who are, who, who die, 
their their successors uh, voting for those who've died and moved away. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what the Republican Party has found in terms of oddities, irregularities, illegalities in the 2020 and 2021 election. I know there's been a couple of investigations. Tell us some of the things that the party's aware of that you're trying to get corrected as we go ahead. Well, there there were, there have been unexplained changes in the totals of votes that reported uh, from particular uh, counties in Virginia between what was reported uh, initially after the election, what is currently on the website. Uh, we are concerned that uh, we, we have an ongoing investigation uh, by the state attorney general of uh, the 2020 election administration here in Prince William. Uh, we don't know we don't know what the, what they expect to find, what they have found, uh, but uh, we do want to make sure that uh, if the problems occurred here, uh, we want to be the records to be available so that uh, lessons can be learned from that experience and apply it across Virginia. Yeah, it's remarkable. And you had a wonderful letter that you included in the package, I think from Josh Leaf, Joshua Leaf, who's one of the deputies to Virginia Attorney General Meares, Jason Meares. It's the first time I had heard that there were these ongoing investigations. That's a pretty big, important piece of news, isn't it? Well, I don't, I hope that there are ongoing investigations. What, what I took away from that letter, took offensive, was the notion that because we don't now know that there has there's enough fraud to overturn the election results. We're going to let the record be destroyed, and and that's a policy. You know that we shouldn't have to to be able to prove a crime has occurred before we keep records. We keep records. Yeah, good point. Because because there are investigations yet to complete and yet to be done. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. It's really uh, fascinating to watch. Do you have any sense of what it is that Attorney General Mayoris may be looking at specifically in Prince William County or Northern Virginia? I only know that it, uh, I believe the focus is on uh, some uh, misconduct by employees of the Office of Elections back at that time, but I do not know the specifics. But it, it was it, it was found the the the, regi- the current registrar who took office at the end of, at right after last year's election uh, came in, uh, looked at the records that we had asked to have access to, and what he saw caused him to refer the matter to the state board of elections, which requested an attorney general investigation. We're not privy to what he found, but the fact is that a a responsible official, the registrar. Uh, felt that there was potential uh, criminal activity. Yeah, enough to get the attorney general's attention. And one of the interesting things that Jason Maharas has done as attorney general is to kind of create a full-time unit, right? An election integrity unit that has both lawyers to litigate, investigators to dig through things. Is that a step in the right direction in your mind, given that Virginia's had sort of a laissez-faire look at elections over the last decade or so, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. What my impression is, that the same attorneys in the attorney general's office represent the Department of Elections uh, as are responsible for these investigations. I would think that it would be, if he's done what you said, would be a far more efficient uh, way to uh, attack the problem if you had folks who were uh, represented the investigated different from the people who were doing the investigating. And I see Mr. Leaf's name 
on all occasions. He seems to be the man responsible for everything. And 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 the statement I just we just enclosed my letter. He said, "Book closed. Throw the paper. Throw the documents away." And I just think that's the wrong answer. Yeah. So he wants to throw the documents away, but while admitting that there are some ongoing investigations. Is that the right way to read that letter? Well, pre- presumably, I, presumably he had. He has the records he wants for his investigation, but we're not sure that, that uh, the new administration has really had the time or uh, inclination to draw all the lessons they might learn from those records. Yeah, it's interesting. And this is a sentiment that's shared across several of the northern Virginia counties, right? You, you mentioned Loudoun, I think Fairfax are some concerns. Each of our counties, uh, parties have organized election integrity committees because we are very intent that this upcoming election that we be represented uh, and that the, that the system be one that gives everybody one vote, uh, but not more than one vote. And uh, and so we're, uh, uh, the people who've been working in this area are frustrated with questions they've raised through the state officials have not been, they've not received a, a, a meaningful response. And uh, so we're stepping in as party leaders and asking that they get responses uh, and, and that the, uh, our, our new state officials take this area seriously now as they did when they were running cross. Yeah, really pretty remarkable to see the fact that we're almost to the 2022 election and the questions that still exist about 2020 are still unanswered in many places across this country. I, we continue to learn really remarkable things in Wisconsin and with recent Supreme Courts. Do you think that particularly Republicans who might not have had an offensive program in advance and try to find these problems, that everybody has their alert higher, their watchdogs a lot more alert to make sure that going forward, nothing slips past us and we're fighting about it afterwards. We catch it in advance. That's really the key thing, right? To catch things in advance. Yeah, we, we, need, to, we need to make sure that the poll books are uh, adequate to the job. We need to make sure that that uh, that, uh, that they, the system is tested, uh, but what we can't, what is within our power, uh, without the uh, extra assistance from uh, the state officials, is uh, we have a right under existing state law to uh, have half of the people working at the polling places, the election officers, be from our party. We have a right to either the chief or assistant chief in each each precinct. We didn't have that in recent years in Prince William. Uh, a lot of these, uh, there are a lot more Democrats and Republicans and a lot more uh, un- unaligned voters in those roles. And we are aggressively recruiting and insisting on our rights. Yeah, pretty remarkable indeed. So as we go forward, we had, we, what do we got, a little over two months to, to election day. What are the things that you as a party leader in one of the most influential counties, I would argue not only in Virginia, Prince William County is really a bellwether for much of the country. What are some of the things that party leaders like yourself should be watching for and are going to be watching for going into this election? Well, again, we are, we are, assisting on our rights to the numbers I was just talking about, not only at every polling place, but also at early voting locations, also in the central absentee precinct, which processes all the mail-in ballots. Uh, that's that's where uh, almost 40% of the vote was cast in the last couple of elections. Uh, and we need to make sure that the people that are there 
representatives. A lot of the, in the past, the uh, representatives have been people who self-identified as Republicans. And I'm finding the good many of them uh, spent their recent years voting in Democrat primaries. So I'm wondering whether or not they're really Republicans. I'm, uh, I've, I've insisted, and I think the registrars agree, that those who will be counted against our parity are those that we in the party recognize as Republicans. Yeah, that's so important. And it's so good to see everyday citizens. There was a letter from one of the Prince William County citizens that you you use in your request. Everyday people are really getting involved in this and seem to be more alert to the issues and the potential risks and concerns and problems that have happened than in any other election. Does that feel good to know that everyday voters are much more on top of these issues now? We're we're finding it's not difficult to recruit people for these election officer (laughs) jobs, although you know, they're long jobs. You get there an hour before six o'clock when the polls open, you stay till an hour or two after they close at seven. Uh, it's hard work, uh, but uh, we're finding people willing to do it and we're encouraging them to not just do it in their home precinct, but in, in democratic areas where sometimes we're poorly represented. Yeah, it's got to be a good feeling to know that there's so many willing people and it is hard work. You're right. It's important work, but it's hard work. It must feel good to know that there are everyday citizens that want to make sure that the integrity of their elections are there. Do you feel good going into this election or do you have some heartburn left over from 2020 and you're not quite sure what to expect yet? Well, I I appreciate the fact that our new registrar uh, is a professional and and a man who understands what the law requires. Uh, His predecessor uh, did not want to allow Republicans to be assistant chiefs or chiefs because they didn't have enough experience, wanted to keep the good old boys on the job. And this this uh, registrar recognizes that the law requires that there be equal representation of the parties. And that may mean that some of the some of the past folks have to have to step aside and maybe even consider deciding to join a party rather than insisting on being neutral observers. Yeah. Interesting dynamic to watch. Well, so this is really fascinating. I live in Prince William County. I can't wait to see the great work that you do and how it pays off for everybody as we get closer and closer to Election Day. If someone knows of a problem in Prince William County or in Virginia and they want to get it to the right experts to get it into the pipeline, get it to the investigators, what's the best advice you have them? How can they engage the Republican Party of Prince William or state officials? What's the best way to do that? I could tell them about Prince William County if you'll send it to me the chairman at pwcgop.gop or election integrity at pwcgop.gop, we will follow up on it. But I not only need good ideas, I need volunteers, uh, people who are willing to be poll watchers or election officers. Uh, and we need to get them, we need to get them signed up soon. The county is, is planning on using 800 election officials in the upcoming election. And we don't have half of that yet. Wow. Wow. So we need a big volunteer army to make sure that it's easy to vote and hard to cheat come November. Denny, what a great honor to have you on. I'm so fascinated about what's going on in Prince William County. It got our attention today, and we're going to be watching this. And if there's any updates, get you back on the show real quickly. Thank you so very much, John. Appreciate the opportunity. Great honor to have you on, sir. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Until then, if you need a news fix 24-7, we got you covered at justthenews.com. 